God answers prayer. This is a little poem or a little prayer that really speaks to me, that really speaks to my heart, convicts me. When God answers prayer, I ask God for strength that I might achieve. I was made weak that I might learn to humbly obey. I asked for health that I might do greater things. I asked and I was given infirmity that I might do better things. I asked for riches that I might be happy. I was given poverty that I might be wise. I asked for power that I might have for the praise of men. I was given weakness that I might feel the need of God. I asked for all things that I might enjoy life. I was given life that I might enjoy all things. I got nothing that I asked for, but everything that I hoped for. Almost despite myself, my unspoken prayers were answered. I among all people am most richly blessed. This morning, we came in, we sang songs of adoration to God. We recognized Him in the position of the God of the universe, our Father. And just as sometimes we have to do with our spouse when we don't feel that, we must recognize their position, that they are our husband or our wife or the mother or the father. And it doesn't matter what we think or feel. It doesn't take away that they have that position and they, we should respect that position. How much more so with the God of the universe who is the God of all that we experience, all that we have, all that we need, all that we are. The Creator. And so when we come, we adore Him because He deserves the praise. That word adoration means one of great respect to honor. So when we say how great is our God, we honor Him. When we say, How majestic is your name, we honor him. When we say, Sing holy, 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 we recognize that he is holy and that he deserves our praise. So before we do anything, when we come in on Sunday morning, we come to adore him and to recognize who he is. Now, as we seek the heart of God, we will notice here in just a moment that we adore him. Secondly, we confess. And that word confession means to be honest, to be real, to speak truth. Literally is the connotation there. When I come sometimes and I pray before God, I speak the truth of where my heart is. And I say, God, I don't feel like it right now. It's not in me. I'm not feeling it. I'm not sensing it. And I just confess that. That is a time of confession. Sometimes it's very specific sin of a heart or an attitude or a deed that I have done or committed. And that is a time of confession as well. But even more so, it's simply being honest and forthright with our heart. This is where I am. God, this is who I am. And I know You know and I'm not going to try to hide it. I'm not going to try to gloss over it. I'm not going to disrespect or dishonor You in that manner. You know who I am. You know what I feel. You know what I think. You know my inmost parts. You know me better than I know myself. So I confess to You, Lord, my need for You. My attitude is bad. I treat others unfairly. I am quick to judge. I am easy to become angry 
I confess that and You know, Lord. After confession, we go into thanksgiving. Recognizing all that God has given, all that God has done. Becoming thankful. Thankful is the recognition that God has provided. That He has lessened the burden of your life by supplying your needs. In thanksgiving, we bring honor and glory to God. And after that, we can seek the heart of God. I want us to enter into a time of confession. And I want to read a prayer to you in Psalms 51 from David. We're going to read several Psalms that are indicative of a spirit who longs to seek God. We had a time of adoration and Michael read Psalms 8, which is a and a psalm of adoration. Now we're going to do a psalm of confession. And this is probably the most well-known psalm of confession, prayer of confession. This is Psalms 51, a prayer that David spoke and wrote after his sin with Bathsheba. And after there's a time in your life where maybe you have sinned or you've fallen away, I encourage you, this is a great place. This is a great prayer to pray. You don't even have to close your eyes. You can just read it and say, God, here are the words that I long for You to hear from me. Here are the words of my heart. I confess through Your Word. I pray Your Word, just as great fathers of the faith have done for literally 2,000 years, and for this passage, even longer. So as I read this psalm, as I read this prayer of confession, make it your own. Ask God to help your heart resonate with these words. And in your spirit, confess whatever you need to confess. Have mercy on me, O God, according to Your unfailing love, according to Your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Surely your desire, you desire truth in the inner parts. You teach me wisdom in the inmost place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquity. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from Your presence or take Your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of Your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. I want us to take a moment to just pray in just your own time of confession before the Lord. And just ask God to search your heart, make you clean, restore the joy of your salvation. Confess before Him anything that you need to confess in the silence of the moment. Psalm 100 is a prayer of thanksgiving, a prayer of praise. And it's been used for thousands of years just as that. Matter of fact, the ancient Hebrews, when they'd come into the temple, when they'd give their prayer of thanksgiving, their free will offering, which was a blessing or a prayer 
or an offering, excuse me, of which they would give because of the blessing God had given them, whether it be a blessing of health, whether it be a blessing of substance, whatever God had provided, they would give a gift, a free will offering, a thanksgiving offering. It was meant as an act of worship. And they would quote, or even out loud in unison, quote this psalm right here. Psalms 100. A prayer of thanksgiving. And many of you will probably recognize the first verse here in just a moment. But just so you know what we're going to do, we're going to have a time of offering. This is kind of a time of thanksgiving. As we give, it is an act of worship. And this morning, uh, as the offering plate comes by, if you're a visitor, we ask that you just take the insert off your bulletin and just fill that out with any information you feel comfortable. Maybe you're here this morning you have a prayer request. You want to know more about a relationship with God. You just want to know more about our church. Then fill that out and put that in. Uh, if you're a member, we ask that if you've not yet done so, that you prayerfully consider uh, giving to more to the point, making your commitment. And that is a time of thanksgiving. That is an offering of worship. Or maybe you just, at this point, just want to act by giving. However God leads you, then that's great. You, you do what God leads you to do. I want us to read the Psalms here, 100. And the first verse is, uh, from one of my very, very favorite songs. It says, Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. That's where that song comes from. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. An act of worship, an act of thanksgiving. Do you realize that when you sing the praises of God, that is an act of thanksgiving? Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His, and we are the people the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Praise His name, for the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. In just a moment, we're going to shout the Lord with our voices as we sing praises to Him, praises of thanksgiving, as we give, as we pray, as we recognize how good God is. You may be here this morning and you may be thinking, I don't know that God's being real good to me right now. It's very difficult. I've got some serious strains, stresses, and concerns in my life. I want to ask you to confess that and then praise Him anyway. Can I tell you this? Maturity is not when we only praise. It's not only when we worship and serve when we feel like it. For most of us, just won't do it that often because most of us are so egocentric we can just get so consumed ourselves, we'll never feel like doing anything. But mature worship is when we choose to acknowledge the truth. That's what confession is. When we confess the truth, when we say, I shout to you, O Lord, not because I feel it, but because I know it to be true. And as we begin to praise, as we begin to worship, as we begin to give thanks, then God is able to begin to transcend that heart and that spirit of hard and coldness and begins to awaken the seed of worship within our spirit that we might glorify Him which is the purpose for which we exist. You see, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy and he wants to just blank that seed out. He wants to tell you you don't feel like it. This is never going to mean anything. Why do they do that? You don't feel like it. Just sit. Just listen. You don't have to do anything. You're doing all you need to do. Just sit there and have a bad attitude. And God wants to come in and He wants to restore 
the joy of your salvation. He wants to create in you a clean heart and renew your spirit. When we come here each Sunday morning, we come to be renewed, reminded to remember and to praise and to worship and to offer thanksgiving. So I invite you to do that. If you don't feel it, just pray it and sing it and worship it until you do. You know what I mean? You ever exercised before? You ever felt like it? You know what I learned? I learned after I just do it a while, then it's okay. But it's getting started. And I tell you, I wouldn't be able to hardly get up these stairs if I only did it when I felt like it. What about you spiritually this morning? Where do you stand before Him? Let's take a time to just praise Him in silence. Psalm 63 is a prayer of seeking the heart of God and Many of you maybe remember Rich Mullins who wrote a song or recorded it and made it popular. Oh God, You are my God, and I will ever praise You. I will seek You in the morning, and I will learn to walk in Your ways. And step by step, You'll lead me, and I will follow You all of my days. That comes from this psalm, Psalm 63. After we have adored God and brought Him honor, after we've confessed and after we've offered Him thanksgiving, we are ready to seek the heart of God. Too many times our prayers are simply, God, I want this, I want that. And we think, God doesn't answer my prayers. But the Bible tells us in James, it's because we pray and we ask amiss. We pray to simply consume upon the lust of our flesh. The great thing about after we come into adoration and confession and thanksgiving, our heart is in the right place. It not only just becomes about us, it becomes about seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And then He begins to add all those things into us. That's why it's imperative. I gave you a little list of ten ways you can pray. Just ten minutes to pray. and We've got a devotional back here that you can pick up. That we spend time with God. We seek His heart. We seek His heart by coming into a spirit of recognizing who He is, confessing the truth, and giving thanks for what we do have. In this passage right here in the ancient Hebrew vernacular, it says, O oh God, You are my God, and earnestly I seek You. My soul thirsts for You. As I seek You, the connotation actually right there is I seek You in the morning, seek You early. It's the, it's the anticipation of the Spirit of seeking to be with the Father, seeking the heart of God, my soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. It's the metaphor of David's heart at this point, of his spirit, of where he feels dry, of where he feels like there's been no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. With the singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night because you are my help. I sing in the shadow of your wings. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. The righteous right hand. The sign of power. The sign of omniscience. Of omnipotence. The hand, the right hand of the Father of God.